What's up, Whisper Nation? Johnny Game Time Hicks here. Big Travi and the woman behind the glass. We're all here. We're giving you the week one rapid reactions. It was a crazy week, and we're going to talk about it right here on episode 74 of the Fantasy Whispers. Yes, we're back again. We're back again. Hey, let's pump up the volume. Right here. What's up, Whisper Nation? It's Monday, September 9th, and you're listening to episode 74 of the Fantasy Whispers with your hosts, Johnny Gametime Hicks and Big Travi and me, Chelsea. And if you want to follow the show, which you totally should, you should do so at Twitter at TF Whispers. You can also find us at YouTube and Instagram at The Fantasy Whispers. And you should definitely visit the website, thefantasywhispers.com, where we have articles, latest episodes, rankings, and new for 2019. We have our Patreon account. You should help us support the show by joining us as a patron of The Fantasy Whispers, and you'll gain access to a ton of bonus content. So head on over to patreon.com and search The Fantasy Whispers today. Yeah. Wow. One in the books. Oh man. Not all not completely in the books. Almost in the books. We still got we still got the two games tonight. All yeah. Do you guys do you guys like having the double Monday night games the first week? Because it throws off the Sunday because they have to like match up the games and everything. There was like five games in the morning yesterday and or seven games in the morning yesterday, five games in the afternoon, and then we got our two today. Yeah, look, I'll take double football anytime, man. Give me a double header every Monday night. Give me a double header Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll take it all. But uh <laughs> I understand there's some safety concerns there. So we'll just uh I'll tell the league that this is fine for now. Um no, I mean look, the double header tonight, and it's gonna be a couple good games. Obviously, the Broncos uh, and the uh, Raiders are always a good uh, matchup rivalry rise, but I'm really excited for that Saints-Texans game. A lot of fantasy players there, a lot of matchups hanging in the balance, especially on that game. Um, so good luck to you. Hopefully you guys survive and you guys don't have a Monday night nightmare. Um, we don't want any of that business here, but I'm excited for this episode, guys. We're here. It's week one reaction time. We're going to dive through some of the biggest storylines from week one or at least, uh, you know, Sunday and Thursday's games. But um, I mean, what was what was probably your favorite uh, or your biggest surprise this week, Johnny? Um, it, it would definitely probably be the Sammy Watkins, uh, not to say that we didn't ever think that this could this could happen because we certainly talked about it on our show. We talked about how we love taking Sammy Watkins later in drafts because of this very upside. And if anything happened, knock on wood, uh, to uh, to Tyreek Hill, that had happened. And we saw the result when Sammy Watkins is the guy. We saw the chemistry that you know they started to show at the end of last season. And you know Sammy Watkins had himself a day. We'll be talking about it a little bit later on the show. But man, yeah. Travis, that was that was fun to watch because yeah. uh, Sammy Watkins is a guy that you know has been through the fantasy industry, you know, fantasy community as far as being the punching bag for so many years because he's always had this hype, and then he finally kind of let out first some round of that NFL steam. talent. Yeah, uh, so that was that was a lot of fun, and for me as well, Kyler Murray. Uh, watching the end of that Cardinals game, I won't even say the whole thing. First three quarters were uh, very difficult to watch, 
But that fourth <laughs> quarter, really, that was what we drafted him for. That was the hope that had brought in. That's what I saw for fantasy relevance there. Uh, so it's it kind of like me on the show. Like I don't get going until the very end of the show. <laughs> By then, I'm just lights out. Yeah, you just get. Yeah. You have to get warmed up. You just got to get. Yeah, warmed I'm up. just clutch. Yeah, Chelsea. Well, we're gonna. What, what, oh. Chelsea, you got, what was your favorite? Part yeah, of I mean, there was a lot of great news, and I know we're going to cover a lot more in the show. So I'll say watching that Cincinnati Bengals offense uh, lose oh. to the Seahawks oh. as they did, but still uh, Tyler Boyd wasn't the guy to own. John yeah. Ross was yeah. the one that you should have had Ooh. two touchdowns and 158 receiving yards, and Tyler Boyd still put up eight receptions, so it just didn't produce a lot Yeah, for him, so. I think Boyd got 11 targets in that game, and Look, I think this is what we kind of talked about when we said there could be some upside with a new offense with Zach Taylor in there. Because mm-hmm. if you look at what the Rams have done for the last two years, a lot of 11 personnel, a lot of three wide receiver sets, multiple guys producing on a weekly basis. So we're starting to see a little bit of that happen uh, with Cincinnati. I'd say my biggest surprise um, was probably just how well Marlon Mack still did without Andrew Luck in the offense. Uh, This offense, Uh, I mean, across the board, T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack, the Colts actually showed up and played really well against the Chargers here, and I thought that was... uh I thought that was pretty interesting to see Max still do what he did because he was a guy I was targeting a lot. And then Andrew Luck goes down or retires and you say, well, is Mac really that valuable? Mac came in and showed up. So yeah, before was- we dive too much more into these other storylines, though, I know Chelsea needs to get us started with some news and notes. So go ahead and kick us off here, Chelsea. That's right. It's time for news and notes from around the NFL brought to you by Fanatic. That's F-A-N-A-T-I-Q. That's where fantasy meets IQ. Fanatic has done some amazing work to their app this offseason, including adding articles, podcast episodes, player stats, and beat writer updates all within their app. So head on over to the App Store on your Apple device and download that today. And first up, I mean, there's a lot of news that happened yesterday, but let's just kick it off. Ooh, kicking uh, with Juju (laughs) Smith-Schuster, who's dealing with a toe injury. What do do we think about that? Uh, Well, I saw the play happen, and then I immediately thought, uh, why is he still out here in this game? Uh, It's kind of of where your your brain goes with that, because it was nearly the last play of the game. Um, But, you know, obviously players are always optimistic. Juju came out of that game saying he should be ready to go. We feel like he maybe only will miss practice time, if anything. Um, but, yeah, so just monitor that closely. And then if Juju were to go down, I kind of like what I saw out of Deontay Thompson or uh, Johnson, sorry, uh, uh, in yeah. that game last night. Uh, he, he did show up a little bit. So he might be a guy to upgrade or keep on your radar if anything were to happen to Juju. And it's also uh, looking like uh... – Washington is their deep threat guy. He's the guy that's going to go over the top. So he could have some big weeks, but he's definitely looking like he'll be a little boomer bust in that system. Uh, he could be, you know, uh, what we saw from like the Darius Hayward Bays. He's kind of that role. So, um, yeah. And then you, you saw Moncrief struggle with some drops last oh night. Oh, my too. gosh. The dude ate. I saw Big Ben. Dude ate a whole box of popcorn before the game. He was dropping everything left and right, had some butter still on there. Got to stick to that just salt and pepper or get the kettle corn, dude. Get the kettle corn next time. Won't have as much problem. Just problems. worried about you, you called it a box of popcorn. I'm just like. Uh, Cracker Jacks is in a box, <laughs> sir. Yeah, he was going okay. for the toy. He was going for the toy and thought it was at the bottom, but there, there's nothing good in there, dude. 
My uh, real concern was that, yeah, as you said, Travis, Mike Tomlin left him in the game. They were down 20 to three against the yeah. Patriots. And you've got a couple minutes left on the clock and you're keeping your star receiver in the game. So he could what? Oh, get injured. I mean, uh, yeah, but here's it's the, tough. It's I also double... saw what the Patriots are doing, leaving Brady in there. I mean, Brady yeah. stayed in the whole game. And they too, talked so. about it. They said they said that, you know, the coach would go over to Tom Brady. He's like, no, I'm going to finish this game like. This is a double-edged sword. We're always going to get this because, you know, f- at the end of the day, fantasy owners, how how upset are you when it's, you know, five minutes left to go in the quarter and your guy's not on the bench or is on the bench and you're like, why is he in? You get so frustrated. It's a double set, yeah. double-sided. All right. Well, nothing double-sided about what we saw with the Miami Dolphins last night <clears throat> and enough of the players on that team are crying for help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have reports that multiple Dolphins players contacted their agents seeking trades from Sunday's blowout loss. Hopefully Kenyon Drake is one of them. <laughs> gracious. I mean, my goodness, what do we do here about Miami? I think we'll talk about this a little bit when we talk about some of our storylines. But for me, it's like Miami becomes the punching bag for fantasy. You know, you start your defenses against Miami. You start your quarterbacks. I don't care who they are. You start them like, let's let's fire it up. I mean, obviously, this is a lot of reaction and we'll see how Miami responds. Look, I know they said they wanted to tank, but like you can only be the embarrassment for so long before you, you know, you got to start showing up there. So we'll see what happens. We know Brian Flores wants to totally revamp this whole team. And if it means doing a good job and getting getting people out of there. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the course of action here. Miami so. Dolphins Patriots matchup, the first perfect week for AB to come back next week. Oh. Unreal. And then watch, Unreal. watch Miami free and turn it around and beat the Patriots. And that unbelievable offense. Unreal. All right. Speaking of unreal, Johnny, your love for Dante Pettis this offseason has <laughs> been unreal. And yeah. the dude only caught one target last night for how many yards? Seven. What yeah. do we What do we think about that, Johnny? Or is your brain operating after yeah, that? <laughs> uh, very concerning for sure. This game was weird though because I mean, Kittle, even Kittle, he ended up with a fine fantasy at the end of the day. But th- it was just weird. He had two touchdowns called back. Uh, this it, it was just really you know Coleman got injured early on, and then you also had, you had Mohim Mustard come in, uh, the Mister Mustard man. And so it was just like kind of a weird game. They're still saying Dante Pettis kind of injured his calf now. I don't know what's going on. Uh, It's going to be a bumpy ride here in the beginning, but I believe the smooth sailing will come and it will pay off to have Dante Pettis. I'm still sticking by it. It's only one week, week one. I'm not going to panic too much. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. He only, he was, he was only out there for two snaps is what I read uh, earlier. So, yeah, Johnny says it is concerning, but maybe a buy low candidate or let somebody kind of give up on this guy after a few weeks and be able to swoop him up later. But yeah, you cannot start him with any confidence at this point until we start seeing that usage go up. Jimmy right. G looked good. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, moving on. Tyreek Hill. Yikes. A collarbone. Says he doesn't need surgery, but will certainly miss a few weeks. Oh, this is hurting some people out there bad. What do we mm. think about what's happening with the Chiefs situation now? So this is this is really concerning, right? Because he was uh, I don't know if you guys uh, have read any or heard about any of this story, but he was like transferred to a trauma unit, a trauma center hospital. Uh, This was considered very serious because they weren't exactly sure the extent. 
Uh, there has been a couple of sports athletes that have come out since uh, the revealing of this news. And uh, it took, I can't remember the, exactly the, the person who had this before, but it was about two months that this person was out. That's what they said. They were out about two months. So um, it's being, any, you know, he could be out from a couple weeks to up to a couple months, it sounds like. Very, very sad and uh, definitely something to monitor going forward. I don't want to get into the karma stuff. I don't want to throw that out there but because uh, it's a fantasy show. But, Travis, what are you thinking? Well, I think, obviously, we saw what it meant. I mean, look at what Sammy Watkins was able to do in this offense fully healthy. Um, I think that that is going to continue to happen. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Travis Kelsey had a wide-open touchdown uh, that yeah. basically well, uh, he Mahomes, got cute. Tried, Mahomes tried to do a no-look pass and threw it over his head. So that, I, I would just say Kelsey and Sammy Watkins become the immediate benefactors of, of any missed time here. And if you're Tyree Kill owners, I mean, that that that's a tough break. All right, Literally. moving on. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't break it. A tough dislocation yeah. from your lineup. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Tevin Coleman, we already sort of mentioned this, but uh, there's reason to be concerned. He's got an ankle injury. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what Shanahan said is he, he's he's very concerned about it. And then also Raheem Mostert came in and played mm-hmm. decently here. So Matt Breda obviously gets the giant uptick as a top 25 option uh, going forward for any amount of time that Tevin Coleman misses. And we'll just have to keep on this and see what they end up saying. Uh, with Tevin Coleman there. And Mostert is a very good add for um, on the waiver wire. He is he was actually a really good running back when he came in yesterday. He also had a touchdown that was called back as well. There were like there were so many touchdowns called back in that Tampa Bay uh, 49ers game. It was insane. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Uh, insane watching Joe Mixon go out with an ankle injury. Uh, it's our last bit of news for today. What do you all think about Joe Mixon's ankle injury? He's questionable to return to the game yesterday. He did not return. Now what? Well, you got to be looking at Giovanni Bernard here in all formats. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to be upgrading him because we saw him come in with Mixon missing three games last year and, and put up RB2 plus numbers. So um, I would like to take a look at, at Giovanni Bernard. We're actually going to have to see what happened. We haven't had any further reports uh, out of out of this afterwards, so we'll see what, what Mixon's ankle is like. But, you know, running backs, feet, ankle, that's a big part of your game. You want to be able to cut and move and, and have that. And he rolled it pretty good and wasn't able to come back. So definitely concerning for a guy that people took in, in the first round or, or late uh, or early second in um, in their fantasy drafts. Right on. Well, that's all the news and notes from around the NFL brought to you by Fanatic. All right. Thanks, Chelsea. Thank you to Fanatic. They're a great uh, follow on Twitter as well. They put out a bunch of uh, stats there, so go check them out. But, Johnny, now we get to dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode. We're talking about all the big storylines, the ones that really tugged at our hearts or or really made us pull our hair out um, in some cases. Um, So I I love this about fantasy, and that's what I wanted to – you know, I wrote my player stay away last week article and I said, you know, I'm excited that football's back, but it means I also got to be ready for all the inevitable heartbreak that's going to come with this season, too. So it's a little bit of guarded uh, optimism, uh, if you will. So anyways, reason to be optimistic here is our first storyline. Johnny Lamar Jackson came out and bald. Yes. Uh, we talked about the Dolphins. We talked about uh, what this meant. 
and Lamar Jackson went 17 for 20. There was a time in that game he was perfect. It was like 10 or 11 for 11, something like that. Uh, but he went 17 for 20, 324 yards, and five touchdowns. He only rushed six times for three yards, so really wasn't crazy. But I love in the post game. <laughs> Lamar Jackson said, not bad for a running back, huh? Yeah. He really throwing some nice shade at all those people that had doubted him, and I love it. And a big part of this story, Johnny, is Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay, went four for 147 and two touchdowns. So, Johnny, is this like a bad first game for Miami, or are we going to continue to see you able to just stack against Miami for the rest of this year? Um, I, I certainly do think that you will be able to play a lot of starters against Miami. I think, you know, I'm – New England comes into town next weekend. I'm telling you, fire up everybody. Uh, even you know, backup backups. No, I'm. I would probably <laughs> wouldn't go that far. But um, you know, this team is really, really bad, and they are trying to tank. And we saw that. So I would say, like, temper your expectations a little bit on the Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had a, a fantastic game, but two monster, monster touchdowns by Hollywood Brown that you know went over 50 yards not going to happen every week uh as well as you know several other touchdowns that he scored i do like lamar jackson don't get me wrong big Travis and i have been pumping him up all year long but don't i wouldn't take what he did last week or this week against miami and say oh now i have lamar jackson going for 41 every or 42 every week uh, but Lamar Jackson, this but this is what's fun about Lamar Jackson, Travis, is now we get to see this upside, right? We had all this cool. time been talking about Lamar Jackson and how, you know, oh, if we can only, you know, pass a couple of touchdowns with his running, we already saw a solid floor that with him. And now we get to see this massive upside that we've been wanting. Uh, yeah. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be on a lot of people's radar now. If you weren't, if we weren't talking about him or weren't thinking about him before, we told you to swoop him up in a lot of late drafts and go with him. If you did, it paid off dividends from week one. Listen, they get the Arizona Cardinals week two. That's going to be much of the same stuff. That defense, yeah. that defense is bad, and they will be above. Or Baltimore will be able to score. I do like Hollywood Brown uh, in that game as well. To a chance to score as well. Uh, But what about you, Travis? What are you thinking about Uh, Lamar Jackson? I mean, I just think it's incredible what he did on the aspect of it was all different facets of a quarterback and what you need to do, right? He threw deep several times. Like he was doing the touch passes to his tight ends a lot, which was the only pass we thought he could complete, right? Mark Andrews, man. Yes, Mark Andrews, friend of the show. Uh Basically, and he was doing it against the Blitz, too. He 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 completed, I believe, 7 of 10 against the Blitz, or I'd have to check that out, but I, I remember seeing that. So he was, even with pressure in his face, he was completing uh, really high-level passes there. And I think, yeah, we talked about the, I mean, listen to these defenses he gets. So Arizona next week, and then after that, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. um, so we're talking about some secondaries that can be exposed here, and I think you're going to be really happy with the start that Lamar Jackson gives you. Um and we'll just see. Obviously, he is going to end up playing defenses that are going to, you know, challenge him. But I think you got to be, ex- you know, this is exactly what you hope for. You take a late quarterback that can try and give you that upside. So super stoked on that. Uh, yeah. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, though, you're super stacked or stoked on this stacked offense. Dallas looking dynamite over there yes. and Big D against the Giants. Uh, the final score of that game was Dallas 35 
uh, I believe. And then oh, we got to check this out. I yeah, they ended up turning off 10. this game because it got it got so out of hand. It was bad. But um, yeah, but I think the big story here is Dak Prescott with Kellen calling plays here. Dak Prescott goes out there and he's QB two on the week. So we talk about Lamar Jackson. Dak Prescott was knocking on the door there with four right. touchdowns himself, four hundred twelve or four hundred five passing yards and twelve rushing yards to boot. So Johnny, is this what we can expect from Dak going forward? Uh, do we think it's an outlier game or, or it, does Dak finally have that top five upside that he had been lacking? So for the first four week or uh, yeah, four weeks, we have gone over the Dallas Cowboys uh, schedule. I certainly like their schedule over the next four weeks. So I think that, um, you know, they've got they, or they played um, the sorry, they played, they, play, they played the New York <laughs> Giants last night. And then we have the Redskins, which we saw the Eagles tear up that defense yesterday. Then they played the miserable Dolphins and then <laughs> Saints. So you're looking at uh, – and then week five is Packers. So that's our first tough defense. The Saints have a good defense, uh, but that could be a shootout. So you're looking at three weeks where you're going you're, – we're going to be talking about Dak as a top quarterback. It's just going to happen. This offense is too good. Uh, one thing I will say, though, uh, Ezekiel Elliott uh, didn't get as many. He got the touchdown, but I think moving forward, they will utilize him a little bit more in the red zone. Also, we can also ter- tell that Jerry Jones is full of SH beep because uh, we totally saw what Pollard was, and he is not good. So good job, Jones. <laughs> there we go. Johnny's coming for Pollard. Two, 14 rushes for 24 yards. Or, sorry, 13 <laughs> rushes for 24 yards. You don't think that Ezekiel Elliott could get you 24 yards on even five more touches? This is ridiculous. Don't try to sell me something, Jerry Jones. You did the right thing in bringing back Ezekiel Elliott because you had nothing there with Tony Pollard. Good job on trying to hype him up, but Johnny sounds like a guy who owns. No, I'm just I'm just telling it how it is. I'm fantasy. I, I talk about fantasy, and I'm gonna spill it how it is. <laughs> uh, one thing though, Travis Michael Gallup. We talked about yes. him yesterday on the live show. If you didn't join us for the live show every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. We go live and do last-minute uh, lineup decisions for you. And we had a question about Michael Gallup, whether he could go over 100 receiving yards. And we put it at a good chance of doing that. And he did. Yeah. 158 I mean, receiving yards on seven I mean, targets. This is the thing about that offense with Kellen Moore out there. I mean, even Randall Cobb showed up, oh, yeah. uh, scored a touchdown, looked good. Um, hate seeing him in that jersey, but uh, it is what yeah, it's it is. It's a little weird. Um. Yeah, I mean, just Dallas across the board here shows you the upside they have with that strong offensive line, plenty of weapons. If they can get Dak this successful, put him in successful positions, and Johnny alluded to the schedule, you're going to be firing up a lot of your players uh, that are in that Dallas uniform. Amari Cooper, 6 for 106 and a touchdown. Michael Gallup, 7 for 158. Um, We just had a a lot of fun. Uh, or Dallas just had a lot of fun in this game, and you could see it. And so you, you're probably going to have a lot of fun for the next couple of weeks starting your Dallas Cowboys players. Yep. Uh, speaking of a guy who had a lot of fun at the expense of Melvin Gordon's oh, holdout. This is horrible. Austin this so, Eckler. This was terrible for Melvin Gordon. Uh, probably yeah, the worst case scenario. Especially for our Whisper Nation League. 
where we took Melvin Gordon, and now we're sitting there. He'll be back. Like, again, if you didn't uh, tune in yesterday's show, it came out, and it was being reported that Melvin Gordon will be back between week six and week eight. After seeing what happened yesterday, he might be back sooner because he might be like, oh, I need to After seeing what happened yesterday, I don't know if the Chargers even want to play him. They've got their new elite running back in Austin Eckler. Yeah. Now, Austin Eckler did put on a show yesterday. Obviously, he had a game 12 for 58 and one rushing touchdown, followed up with six uh, six receptions for 96 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Johnny, uh, this was the number one running back output so far this week uh, in most fantasy formats. <clears throat> we do have a few guys going tonight, but like the point here is that if you – you nabbed up Austin Eckler and decided to start him. You are very happy. I don't see how you lost your week this week. Oh, for sure. You're de- that those dividends paid off real quick. Um, and but here here's the other thing though. Justin Jackson looked pretty good. He had a decent game. Um, so both of these running backs, I think, are going to you know 57 rushing yards. Uh, reception. <clears throat> yeah, I think yards. what you're seeing is. Is like Eckler's going to be the guy you're going to have confidence in starting, right? And and Jackson's a real good stash at this point, like right? You're just going to be there's some upside there. And once bye weeks start coming in to play, uh, Jackson could be a nice bye week filling because he does have the touchdown upside. Uh, to you know, he he does have that opportunity to score a touchdown. They like him around the goal line, but Eckler, man, uh, I was always, I mean, I've always been a fan of Eckler. I thought that uh, he he did a lot last year and he outperformed what he was doing last year and I loved his value earlier I mean we talked about it also on a show a couple of days ago Travis about you know what's the benefit of drafting early well if you drafted early you you were able to get Eckler in like the 11th round and so uh that was where his ADP was a couple of you know like a month before the season before we knew about all the Melvin serious holdout and all that so that's I think that's it's true. worth noting it's worth noting that Justin Jackson had 9.5 yards per carry on average, even though uh, Eckler out-touched him. Eckler had a lot through the air, right? Yes. And he also got yes. one of those touchdowns because of an overtime. So right. I think it's really just – it's interesting to think that combined, those two guys put up 215 total yards, and it is frankly unclear about where the bulk of the work is going to go. And this is exactly one. what Anthony Lynn said when he was talking about this backfield coming up to the season without Melvin Gordon. They they want to run the ball consistently a lot. They don't care who the guy is in there. They're going to continue to do what they do. They're going to be physical and pound the ball and throw it to their backs. And look, we've seen it before. If Philip Rivers trusts a guy as a receiving back right there, he's going to continue to be on the field. And I think that's the case with Eckler. Mm-hmm. It's his new Danny Woodhead. Yeah. Um, it's his guy that he really likes. Um, so look, Eckler's a fine start pretty much week in and week out as long as Melvin Gordon is not there. And I think Justin Jackson has some upside to get there as well uh, with how explosive that offense can be. But speaking about explosive, right in Johnny's backyard, TJ Hawkinson exploded on the Cardinals for six receptions, 131 yards and a touchdown. Guys, this is the most receiving yards in a debut by any tight end since the merger. Uh, This is pretty exciting for those people that own Hawkinson and dynasty people that own Hawkinson. I imagine if you had him in redraft, you weren't really firing him up here. Um, but maybe you were. And if you were kudos to you, um, we were not the hugest fans of Hawkinson in redraft, but 
maybe we got to start looking with this new Daryl Bevel offense. Maybe it's a situation where Hawkinson could have some days like this. Um, yeah, I was I was really surprised at how much they actually used him. Now they do, they were against this, you know, the Arizona Cardinals defense, and they're they're bad. They're I mean, if you watched any of the game, you would have noticed that. Um, so take that into some consideration. They have the L.A. Chargers next weekend. So again, I think that I, I'm fine going out and stashing Hawkinson. I still don't truly know how much they're going to involve him just because we we haven't ever seen this before but that chemistry was there it looked good I mean he looked great um he even the touchdown that he had grabbed it was a contested touchdown so uh, Hawkinson is going to be a nice piece what's really really good is that he's a blocking tight end so he's going to stay in the game uh and you know frankly I do expect Detroit to be not in a lot of games, Travis. So having, you know, that tight end in that situation could be beneficial. Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm fully bought into the Hawkinson hype yet, just because of what I know about Matthew Stafford. Uh, but things could change. You got to be like water in this, in this, uh, you know, space. And yeah, you know, you got to admit like Hawkinson had a really, really nice game. He looked good. I was very upset as a Cardinals fan seeing him, consistently catch cat uh, passes wide yeah, open I'd like passes to, i think if you have the spot you need to be you know sweeping him up he's definitely a guy i mean nine targets at the position is huge for a tight end would you rather uh, have mark not, oh go ahead chelsea uh, he tj hawkinson's now the biggest guy on that field and matt stafford's looking for the big dude he's yeah. made a career off throwing to the biggest burliest dude on that yeah. field and TJ Hawkinson's that now. I don't know how we're not getting every single person to scoop him up right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and he's I a think, tight end in a bleak tight end field. You should be picking up TJ Hawkinson. Listen to Chelsea. There's <laughs> wow. Chelsea's all about him. All right, Sounds well, like Hawk, somebody that may Hawkinson, have him in Dynasty. Hawkinson I don't know. Or, or Mark Andrews. Which one would you rather have? I want Mark Andrews only because I know Lamar Jackson's propensity to target the tight end has been you know, more sustainable than Stafford's. But I will say to that point, and Johnny brought this up, you know, knowing what we know about Stafford, a lot of Stafford's downturn in tight end were due to the lack of production from Eric Ebron. They drafted him so high, they wanted to feed him. He dropped the ball a ton for them and just did not show up a lot for them. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. Now they've got a first round tight end talent in TJ Hawkinson, maybe one of the best graded tight ends we've seen in a long time per mm -hmm. pro football focus. And so I think, yeah, to Chelsea's point, nine targets, big body in that offense, especially in play action uh, situations where we know Daryl Bevel wants to run the ball a ton. So work him down the seam. I think Hawkinson is a great add, but I will give the edge a little bit to Mark Andrews there as far as the add this week. And so uh, I wanted to talk about this next point here, guys, because Tom Brady was a guy that yes. we did not mention a lot um, in this offseason, right, as a potential fantasy star, because when the offseason started, uh, their receiving core was not looking very great. Um, they Then they went and got Nikhil Harry, who kind of flamed out in his first year, ended up going to the IR, right? Then they go out and they get Demarius Thomas. Well, he got hurt as well. He's nursing back from an injury. But a then serious Josh Gordon, injury, too, at that. Yes. Yeah. And then Josh Gordon gets reinstated. We say, okay, well, we've got to see it, right? 
And then they go out and they get Antonio Brown, which we haven't even seen yet. And last night, Tom Brady went 24 for 36 for 341 yards and three touchdowns, two of which went to Philip Dorsett. Yeah. Just telling you that it doesn't matter what body they put in this offense. We're going to see Brady ball out. He's comfortable. He's got the, you know, the experience with Josh McDaniels over years and years. And I just think that now what we're seeing is an offense that we don't even know what the ceiling is yet. And if that's the case, you need to be looking at Tom Brady, even if it is just for the week against Miami. I think he'll he will easily crack our top 10 next week just because of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so I just wanted to talk about this, Johnny, because it's like we weren't really giving him a lot of love this offseason. But now, like you said, we got to be like water. And it's like, hey, take a look at what's going on here. Read the tea leaves. Tom Brady and the Patriots uh, newsflash. They're good at football. Yeah, and this this offense is going to be scary good. I mean, you're looking at, you know, they have now at all facets. They have a check down and, and White and Sony, uh, and then they've got the, the middle of the field now covered with uh, Edelman back from the, the thumb surgery or the hand surgery. And then, you know, you've got Josh Gordon, who's a deep threat. You're going to get Brown as a deep threat. Like, this offense is going, I mean, could you – could you imagine if they still had Gronk on this team? Like, look, yeah. like that would be disgusting. It really would. It would yeah. just, that would be just insane. So, with all that said, though, yeah, Tom Brady was a guy. He look, he's he's getting older. He's getting up there in age, uh, as well as like Travis said and alluded to, like the wide receiver core around him was falling apart. They were really wondering what they were going to do, and then all of a sudden, it was like they flipped on a switch, and it just like all came together just like when uh mr you know marvel over there like flip you know snapped his fingers and stuff started disappearing well things started <laughs> reappearing on the free new england patriots offense and it was in the form of wide receivers that are really good and so you got to do tom brady looking good that's going to be so hard to stop that offense like that you didn't even mention you didn't even mention demarius thomas or Nikhil harry coming back from injury like it's crazy right. the wide receiver situation. They're gonna they be have. yeah. It's it's gonna. They be... went from the barest cupboard to just ridiculously stacked with talent now, yeah. and it's just frustrating too. We lo- we were looking at it last night, and it's like usually the Patriots defense gets better as the years go. Yeah. The year goes on. They're not. They don't usually start this well, and that was they picked up right where they were from shutting down the Rams in the Super Bowl. And yeah, they shut down a Pittsburgh team that has enough or has a bunch of talent on their roster as well. So we're just, uh, it's scary times if you're a non-Patriots fan. I mean, Edelman (laughs) Edelman had, you know, 83 83 receiving yards too. So it's, you know, there's, and Tom Brady is so good about spreading the ball around. It will be interesting. You know, I'm not going to lie, a part of me, the the anti-New England part of me, really hopes that AB goes in and just, wrecks this locker room brings out the worst in Tom Brady brings out the worst in Bill Belichick they start yelling at each other and things go downhill that's what I'm really hoping for but I you know I don't expect that to happen and uh, so I expect to you know if you waited on quarterback like this is what we were talking about there's always a quarterback that emerges that we didn't think could do this even though Tom Brady has done it in his past but this this Tom Brady could be the guy that's like a top five quarterback <laughs> at the end of the year, and none of us are going to be surprised because of how deep they are at that position. At the wide All receiver right. position. 
Yeah, I mean, I look, I think that's I think you hit it on all facets right there. So kind of like the Patriots, kind of like we did on this show. Yeah. You know, we, we're the Patriots of the fantasy football industry. Just coming at you. Loads of talent. Lo- yeah, Loads of talent. Loaded with talent. <laughs> uh, so that that wraps up uh, basically our main storylines for this week one. Obviously, there's a ton more that happens. So Whisper Nation, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, Hit us up in our DMs on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter. Also, comment below. Click like and subscribe if you're on YouTube with us. Comment there. We're always responding to that. But, Chelsea, I wanted to ask you, did you see anything or hear anything uh, that you you wanted to bring up today? I'm just, like, so confused why we didn't talk about the Eagles. (laughs) I know they're my team. Yeah, it was by design. Um, I am. So, I mean, but really, though, for fantasy purposes, Carson Wentz is looking incredible. If I don't see him on your top 10 uh, ranked quarterbacks <laughs> every week, I will be, be calling problem. the manager. Uh, <laughs> which Deshaun is Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, for those people Woo-wee. who are asking, yes, you get him in your flex spot. You find a way. This guy has this upside each and every single week, especially with Carson. He looked phenomenal. He looked great. And, and I will say those running backs are a bit concerning at this point. Oh, yeah, uh, Miles Sanders definitely had the workload, but he did not have the carry, uh, the yards per carry average that you'd like to see. Jordan Howard came in at about 7.3 with the fewer carries. So it was, it, uh, it's uh, something to keep an eye on there. But I mean, person Wentz, baby. That's all I'll say. And Sproles, yeah. Sproles got nine carries. What is He's this? Always. I had we had we had talked about that in one of our shows previous and just it was funny because Sproles ran the ball and then and we were watching it, you know, and uh, Sanders came in and ran the next one. And the speed, the amount of speed difference just between those two and Sanders looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Meanwhile, you know, uh, I love Sproles. Don't get me wrong. I'm really excited. He's back another year. But dude looked like he was running in mud. And I'm like, what is we we both look at it like what who is this guy? And it, it was Sanders, you know, because he was so quick. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a headache there that we we kind of thought we would see uh, with Doug Peterson. Um, but yeah, I think to Chelsea's point, Carson Wentz is the one that I really yes. want to talk about here because we talked about what Deshaun Jackson can do for a quarterback, what he's done in the past historically to his quarterbacks and increase their fantasy output. And this is a guy in Wentz who was already really good with the talent that he had um, before the injury. And so now you're looking at a situation where, yeah, Wentz is top five easily uh, or it has that upside in him. And then Deshaun Jackson just brings it out. So yes, like Johnny's point and Chelsea's point, Wentz and Deshaun Jackson going forward. I think that's a pretty safe thing to say, even after just one week. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that wraps it up for us, guys. Like we said, click like and subscribe. Head on over to the fantasywhispers.com for all your other bonus content. And for Chelsea Lee Byers and Johnny Game Time Hicks, I'm Big Travi. We're the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.